This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, Athletes of the 70s and 80s. Red Division, Central Catholic, the Vilbus, Macumber, Scott, Start, Woodward, Blue Division, Bowser, Libby, Rogers, St. Francis, St. John's, Wait, Cardinal Stritch, Toledo City League. This is the Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s podcast. You got to chill, 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 chill. Man, just to see somebody write on the page, hey, that was my uncle, that was my brother. That's right. Thank you so very much. You know, man, what that means to them, man, I can't replace that. Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s, welcome to the show. Toledo Rogers, track star and legend, Sherry Perry Isaac. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. Rams in the house. Former Ohio State defensive end, Toledo High School standout, all-state defensive end, Dennis Houston. Good evening, man. Thanks for having me. Toledo Scott Bulldog, Toledo City League Hall of Famer, Felicia Hill. The city was full of girls that was balling. This podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. This is Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s Podcast. Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s. Welcome to the show. Toledo Whitmer, Ron Reitenauer. How are you, sir? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's it's a pleasure um, to have you on. I know we've been trying to make the connection like we talked about off camera, but man, it's great to have you here. And like I said to you earlier, the last time I saw you, you were dropping 30-foot bombs in Centennial Hall, (laughs) which is now Savage Hall. (laughs) <laughs> I remember that jump shot just falling in. And uh, those that's were the, the days, the holiday prep classic, man. That yes. was uh, yes, indeed. Those were the good old days. Yes, indeed. Uh it's 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 an honor to have you on the show. Uh you being a Whitmer, Toledo Whitmer legend. And and um so tell us about uh your your athletic days when you played basketball and we'll let the family know some other interesting facts about you. So take us back to where your interest in sports came up? Well, I was uh, had one of five kids at our house over there in the in Washington local, and um, you know we were always playing sports, of course, like everybody else. We didn't have else anything else to do but play sports. And is really my older brother. My dad was a boxer, actually fought in Gold Gloves, and was uh, a really successful amateur boxer. Fought in the Navy, and then got in the Gold Gloves, and trained with Archie Moore here in town. And wow, and. Um, was was a really successful boxer until my mom made him quit when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a pretty good athlete. He didn't, you know, he played a little basketball, I guess, in, in school, he said, but um <clears throat> was pretty athletic guy, big guy, six four, um, lean, you know, mi- he was kind of a welterweight, middleweight 
um, type body. Tommy Hearns, he's built a lot like Tommy Hearns, if you remember that, kind of that long, lanky uh, guy. So our athleticism comes from Pops, and um, my older brother played for Coach Jim Kabaki at Whitmer Basketball and really got me started playing basketball against him. There's five years difference Mm -hmm. between my older brother Jim, me, and my younger brother Rick, who, of course, played at University of Toledo. Yes. And uh, so there's five years difference. So that's a pretty good gap when you're trying to trying to hang with your older brother and his buddies. But because I did that, I played with all the older guys, like a lot of guys do. That's how you get better, right? Playing against better competition and the older guys teach you the ropes. So going to hang with them, trying to keep up with them made me pretty good at a young age. You know, and I, awesome. we were all in on basketball. I could always, you know, I played baseball too and football as a kid, but uh, I was, I was, we were basketball players first and foremost, always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you came into uh, Whitmer. What are you about? You're about six ten, aren't you? Your Maybe. height, yeah. No, no, I was a six four. Six yeah. four, six yeah. four. Okay, you you looked a lot. You looked lanky when you were on the court. Yeah, yeah, you we were a lot tall, taller. Than, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look a lot taller than six four. So, so, so then you you grew up in the Washington local area. Yeah, uh, right when, over there by Powertrain, by GM Powertrain, oh. and then we moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down a little further. Okay, yeah, yeah. So when you started in your youth league days, did they, was there a youth league um, over in that area, or did you just play for? Yeah, the- I, I guess the first organized ball I played, like everybody else, we just played at the park and stuff, pick up ball in the neighborhood yeah. and stuff. And then first organized ball I played was like seventh grade, really, in church ball. Okay. Um, and first time I really got out of my own area and went over and playing some other guys from different parts of the city and mm-hmm. playing over at, um, uh, by Jermaine park there, Monroe street Methodist church. Oh Yeah. Yeah. That little gym in there and going and playing over there and seeing some other guys and getting exposed like, Whoa, these guys can, can go a little bit and, and realize like I got some work to do. You know, it just, it was just fun back then. We, you know, we learned from each other and, right. and I think that's part of the camaraderie of the, of the website, you know, the page, uh, the seventies and eighties page is that we all kind of grew up similar, maybe different backgrounds and different areas of the city, but that's how it was back then. And there's a, there's just a mutual respect for how it was done that maybe right. has been lost over time, you yeah. know, and, and so we all learn from each other and then we get to high school, you know, we're all playing against each other. So it was pretty cool. That's right. That's right. I, I loved our dynamics in the city and just for such a small area, we had 13 schools. So it was pretty dissected up. But at some point you went to school with someone you played against because of the particular area you grew up in and the neighborhood you came out of. So everybody pretty much knew everyone. And we had that respect, like you said. So going to Whitmer, uh, what year did you go in? Uh, I think I was a freshman around 79, 78, mm-hmm. 79. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, they had some pretty good teams back there. And it was just a transition going on from Coach Jim Kabaki, who uh, coached my brother, to Coach Rick Kafis who yes. was there for a long time and a long time official athletic director and everything over there. Um, so, you know, coach Kabaki was a legend over there. I mean, he, he played against Wilt Chamberlain in That's college right. and, and just some amazing stories. And he, his son and I end up freshmen together at Eastern Michigan when we end up playing ball together up there. And so it was a, a long history, but coach Kafis came in and instilled kind of a new defensive plan and really turn the program in an upward direction. I, I think it, it fit the, the kind of players that we were and allowed us to compete with the more, you know, sometimes bigger, faster, stronger teams around the city. 
And, um, you know, Danny Williams and I, who was my running mate at Whitmer, um, uh, just developed playing, you know, against better competition. And so we were, we were pretty good players and could keep us in the game offensively. You know, is that, that defense that really, really kept made it tough on teams. Yeah. I, I think you're being uh, very humble at this point when you said you were a pretty good player you were actually better than that. So, and I'll say it so the family knows I want to paint the picture <laughs> accurately. <laughs> I want to paint it accurately. Tell us about the competition in the city at that time. What were some of your toughest games at that oh, time? Oh, man. Um, of course, you know, Matt Cumber. I, I grew up watching Kelvin and, and you know, and Virtus Cheers, who I got to be friends with later, and, and Kenny Waddell, and, you know, watching those teams play. And so I knew the standard. You know, I knew what I, what we were up against. And um, when I was a little bit younger, I mean, Calvin and Terry Crosby and Drew McClater and all those guys, I mean, the, those are the legends, man. That's yeah. that's what – that formed everything. You know, I mean, it, even for, you know, right. the kids out in the suburbs, you know, we knew who they were. You know, kids – I like when I hit Whitmer, there's not, Whitmer had its own little legend over there and John Kantner, mm-hmm. if you remember that name mm-hmm. from the early 70s. He graduated with my sister – well, this dude could really go. I mean, like he wasn't in the city league, but he he averaged thirty six and a half points a game. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like the leading high school boys score in the country, and went, ended up going to Michigan, and and then transferred to Mississippi State. But mm-hmm. I mean, he could flat out shoot it, and so he would come to play with us at open gyms. Oh, nice! And and come back and play, and and us trying to guard that dude, man, it was it was rough. So there was just all kinds of examples from those older guys that like these. We're young, you know, we're eighteen and seventeen and young uh-huh. and wild, and ready to go, you know. And these guys are older dudes, and they're just wearing us out. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was either get better or get off the court right if you want to play then you got to get better and so and that went so we started you know guys started coming over from st john's and from libby and scott the guys we'd go over there and we just played a lot of ball together and um you know so you know chasing around guys like eric newsom and you know dennis hobson and you know just guys all every everybody had a couple of really good players man and it was just special time yeah, of course. You, you named you named uh, some some awesome players. Uh, one of the guys in particular is Kenny Waddell, who was my idol when I was coming up. I actually went to Mad Cumber. I grew up in the Scott District, but Kenny Waddell was my idol. And uh, when he was playing ball, I was in junior high. I was in grade school in junior high, so I got a chance to see those games as well. I and gave him a nice dunk at, at Centennial Hall. When we I was there. In, in the, <laughs> I he I tried to throw a cross court pass. And he picked it off and went down and boomed on it. And I just, yeah, you know, I just had to put my head down. Down the right sideline. I, I was there <laughs> at that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, we ended up going to overtime and beating them by a point in overtime. That's right. And I, and it was, uh, it was amazing game. That's right. I, I have to, I have to, um, only imagine though that if the three point line would have been in play when you played, I think your stats would be a heck of a lot more than what they are. No question. But, yeah, um, you were a deep I, ball I tell shooter. my boys that all the time. You know, like, like we didn't have it. Came in about three or four years after that. That's and, right. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of my, I was a jump shooter. You know, I yeah. could, I could get inside and score inside, but basically, I was a jump shooter, and yeah. um, and I had pretty good range. So I, I would think, you know, just conservatively, there would, I'd make, 
two or three or four shots from that distance every night. Cause I mean, yeah. I took, I took most of my shots out there. So I don't think it would have been much of a stretch to add four or five points a game you oh, know, yeah. to my scoring average for sure. Um, just by making, turning those twos into threes, you know, that's right. That's right. Now at, at uh, Whitmer, is basketball the only sport that you got into, or did you do uh, some other sports as well? No, of course I, uh, I, I played baseball my whole life uh, from the time I was eight, and I could, you know, I could always. But again, I was a basketball player. We were a basketball family. I could just throw, man. It's just one of those things. Like when I was grew up and I was eight years old, I could pick up a ball and throw it really hard. <laughs> you know, I, I just could do it. And so they always had me pitch and I liked baseball. It was fun, you know, something to do in the summer and playing ball and um, had a lot of success pitching. I wasn't much of a hitter, um, but I, I could, I could throw that ball. And so it just went on and I, I was really close to not playing my senior year. Cause I was pretty sure I was going to play basketball somewhere. And so I was going to concentrate on getting ready to go to college and play, but you know, we were good in baseball. Whitmer back in those days was very good, very strong, one of the powerhouses in the state. And so, you know, we had we had some pitching now. I mean, we had guys that just in my class alone, we had three guys go Division One, with you know, just in my class. And um, so uh, they, you know, they convinced me, no, you need, we need you to pitch, we need you out there because we need your arm. And so I said, okay. So I played, and I'm glad I did because you know, basketball didn't really materialize the way I wanted it to. So at the very last minute, I decided to go to Eastern Michigan and play baseball because they had been down to see me throw. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Eastern to play baseball and my first year. So I was really miserable because I wanted to be playing basketball. I missed basketball so bad. That was my love. Yeah. And so I didn't pitch a lot, but by the end of my sophomore year, I was also really young, something that people don't understand I was a 17-year-old graduate from high school. So when I went to college, I was still 17. Gotcha. Like now guys are, are being you know, red-shirted in high school and everything. They're like 19 coming out, going to college. I mean, they're older. And a lot happens between 17 and 19, okay, physically. And so I was still really young and skinny. And and so by the, but by the end of my sophomore year at uh, Eastern, you know, I had gained about 15 or 20 pounds. And I went from throwing 83 miles an hour to throwing 91 mile an hour. So now all of a sudden, you know, my coaches are going, hmm, you know, this, you might have a future in this. And scouts start showing up at the games and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it just took off from there. And so then you get into, um, well, you didn't get into, you actually were pretty, I was alluding to that because I, like I say, I, I want the family to know what I know. I, I knew about your baseball career. Or, and I, but I wanted to, them to have the details of how that happened. So then when you're at Eastern, now I'm throwing 91. What happens after that? Do you, do you, do you think? Yeah, I start, I start, you know, making my way through the roster, right? You know, you got guys in front of you, older guys in front of you, guys yeah. graduate. Now I'm going into my junior year and I'm the number one weekend starter. You know, it's like guys just graduated. I got better. And, um, you know, I was the number one starter and I was pitching against all the, the top guys in the Mac, um, you know, guys like Kevin Tappany and mm-hmm. Thomas Howard. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, these are guys that played in the big leagues for a long time. And, you know, I'm pitching against them and there's, you know, I'm going to pitch against Tappany at Central Michigan and there's, you know, 40 scouts in the stands with radar guns pointed at me, you know, and they're there to see him, but I'm pitching too. So they're seeing me too, you know? Yes, so um, great opportunity and, you know, pitch my junior. Then after my senior year, um, the Tigers called me and said, you know what, we'd like to sign you. 
And, um, you know, I didn't, I mean, I promise you when I, when I went to Eastern, it was just a way to get through school and get, yes. get a degree. And I, I had no aspiration. I mean, if anything, I want to play in the NBA. Now that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't good enough, but I never even thought about playing major league baseball like that. That just didn't even cross my mind until all of a sudden now these people are showing up and starting to say things like, Hey, we might sign you and this and that. I'm like, what? Okay. So then my, so I get signed. And I go to my first spring training with the Tigers and I'm, I'm figuring, okay, I'm going to be here a month or two and I'll probably be gone. I mean, these guys are good. Right. And I am not, you know, well, I got there and I'm telling you in the first hour of my first workout in spring training, I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these guys and yeah, I'm seeing the first round draft picks and second round draft picks and these guys throwing 95 and 94. And I mean, there's, there's some dudes, right. Hmm. And but I'm looking around at the rest of these guys and I'm going like, well, I'm better than him. <laughs> yes. And I'm better than him. I belong. And That's I start right. saying like, and by, so within the first hour or two of the very first workout of pro ball, I knew I had a shot. Nice. I knew I could do it. Cause I was better than a lot of the guys there. I might, my name might've not as been as, is or a high draft pick or uh-huh. status in the organization might not have been as high as some of them, but I was better than them. And I knew it. So now it was just to go out and prove it. Right. That's so, right. You know, that whole competitiveness from basketball and, and because of basketball, I was, a, I was a better athlete than a lot of baseball players, you know, because of the agility and stuff in basketball. So that helped me, could help me kind of, you know, make a name for myself. And, and I just kept working up the ladder, went up one step at a time, single A, uh, high A, double A, triple A, came home to play with the Mud Hens in 90 and, um, just waiting, waiting for that call. You're one step away then. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And and how how long did your baseball career span? How how many years did you play? Nine years. I played nine, nine years. years of pro ball after college, and uh, finished in the big leagues with Milwaukee, and, and you know got to pitch it with the Brewers, and you know pitch against Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa <laughs> and right. Frank Thomas, and you know pitch in Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park, and just a dream come true. Amazing. I think of those times. I remember being in old Yankee stadium, not the new one, the old one, and just being on the mound there and remember, cause I, my nickname in high school was Reggie. Okay. Everybody's like from high school still calls me Reggie because okay. I was Reggie Jackson was my favorite player. Gotcha. You know, cause he, cause that, I was a little cocky like him. He was the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> right. So, and then my favorite basketball player was Reggie Theus. Okay. If you remember Reggie oh, yeah. Played oh, yeah. At UNLV. Oh, yeah. And I loved, loved his Jerry Curl. He was always dressing. He was GQ all the way. He was, he, and actually just last night I was watching Indiana play Bethune Cookman and I didn't realize, but he's the head coach at Bethune Cookman. I didn't know and that. I, wow. <laughs> yeah. So he was coaching. So it's good to even see him on TV because that was my idol. I had a poster of him above my bed and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. So, so I was Reggie, right? And, uh, so I'm on the mound in Yankee Stadium and I'm thinking, this is where Reggie Jackson went. This is, I mean, like, this is it, man. It's just unbelievable. Like that every dream of every little kid, you just, you just shake your head. You're out there and you just can't even believe that you're there. You That's know, right. It'd be a night game in New York City and, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and the lights are so bright. It's like a Saturday afternoon. It's wow. so bright. It's unbelievable. Wow. Wow. that I, I think you touched on a lot of things, but the one thing that sticks out in my mind is the fact that you were a basketball player and you were, you're also a baseball player and ended up reaching the highest uh, pinnacle on, in, in baseball. 
and I try to explain this to some of the younger guys nowadays, I'm like, when we judged an athlete, that athlete could exist in multiple sports. They can mm-hmm. at least play two sports, sometimes three. And so I think this is a perfect example of that. And Oh, no doubt. I mean, when I was a high school coach for all these, those years and athletic director and stuff at, at Toledo Christian, and um, I try and get kids, you got to play them all, man. You got, because there's, there's different things about each sport that teaches right. you different. Some of it's more mental in baseball and you got to be able to think, you know, think quick and think ahead and be able to anticipate stuff. Basketball is more physical, run and jump and speed, athleticism, you know, that, you know, that part of you and football is much more physical, right? And the training is different and you got to, you, you got to have some toughness about you because you're going to get hit. That's right. And, and so it, it teaches you a lot of different things. And if, and if you, you don't have to be great at all of them. I used to, I used to sell my players on like, look, you know, you're a football player and you want these dudes to come out here and play football with you, you know, in the fall so you can do your thing. Right. You know, well, they're baseball players and they need you to come out and play baseball in the spring and help them do their thing. You know, and there was a lot more of that back in the day. You know, That's like, right. you know, you, you're you're playing for your buddies. Like I said, I, I only played my senior year because of my buddies. I wouldn't That's have right. played, you know, because I, I was there to play basketball and I just played because I wasn't going to let my guys down. You know, now everybody wants to specialize and, you know, focus in on one sport and train 12 months out of the year and everything. And, and that does have some some good developmental things in that one sport, but you see all of them have these holes in their game because they're not athletic enough or a little too slow or they they didn't develop that cross training component that we all did playing all the all the different sports. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. That's a great point. Um some of us guys who actually grew up in the city and being that we were from different parts of the city, I think you touched on another thing that probably none of us knew that all you guys were actually playing against each other off outside of um, your basketball season. You go to this gym and play and you were encountering everyone. I know yeah, I go didn't down know to Westminster. I mean, yeah. go down to Westminster and play at the boys and girls clubs. And well, once you develop those friendships, right. I mean, you, you get to know dudes and you're, you know, you're just cool with them. And they're like, Hey man, we got to, we're going to run on Saturday. Once you guys come over. So we just pile in a car and drive over and play. That's awesome. That you know, is and, absolutely and, awesome. That's, that's, that yeah. was, you know, those relationships exist to this day too. And it's just, it's so cool. Yeah, exactly. So tell us about uh, what is in Ron right now's life today. Where, where, where are we now? What are we doing now? Are we coaching? What are we doing? Well, I, um, I was at the school for 14 years in coaching and then I went, um, we kind of built the, that beautiful new gym over there at Toledo Christian on the end of this. That's a kind of a community center. Now it seems like a hub of basketball girls and boys, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys going over there to train people and stuff. So I, we're thankful for, for the opportunity to be a part of that. And, uh, but I went into banking back in uh, my, a friend of mine is uh, the president CEO at Genoa bank. And he said, you know, Hey, you know, if you ever get tired of doing this, you want to do something else. I could use somebody like you at the bank. And so, you know, I was kind of, it was kind of at that point in my life where I was ready to try something else. And I kind of did my thing. And so I went over there, I was at Genoa Bank for 10 years. Um, and I was a, a lender <clears throat> and, um, uh, and got into mortgage lending. And I worked with, um, uh, my good buddy. And I just saw him yesterday, Marcus Newburn, the legend, wow. Wow. you know, yeah. Marcus and yeah. I were mortgage guys at the bank together. And so coworkers and we golf a lot together and stuff. And, and, and I, I mean, that guy. Now you want to talk about a guy I admired. You said you admired Kenny. I watched Marcus Newman. That dude was yeah. so smooth. That left-handed jumper 
and oh my god, and such bounce, man. I mean, he had crazy bounce, yeah, and that smooth feathery jumper, and and then to get to work with him, become friends with him, was really yeah. a blessing because he's such a good man. He's just the nicest guy ever, and uh, it just you know all those relationships, you know, in today's you know, society that would like to divide us, man, that, that, that's the, the common bond of sports. And you just, who cares about any of that, man? You're my brother and we go do things that's together right. and that's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Ron, we really, really, really appreciate you coming by. We know that, uh, you know, your schedule is busy, but we just wanted to bring you in and let the Toledo athletes of the seventies and eighties hear your voice. We've seen the pictures. We saw the jump shots. But we did get a chance to hear your voice. Well, we haven't heard your voice in a while. So now that we've heard your voice, uh, we are we are appreciative of your time. And thank you for coming by the show. Can we well, you find know, you somewhere on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, you you know, all, I'm not I'm not any of the any of the other ones. But um, you know, the thing I just like to say about the page is yes. is that. The spirit of the guys, the founders of the of the page, and I'm so thankful and uh, humbled by their allowing me to be involved. Um, uh, it's a great blessing to give back. It's a great blessing to reminisce, you know, with all those legends that I admired, um, right. and you know, to see the camaraderie that was that was good then, in in some ways even better now. And so to meet some of the other That's guys right. who maybe were football guys at start or football guys at Scott or Macumber, you know, that I didn't know because I didn't play football, you know? So, but now you know them and then you see, you get to know them and hear their stories and, you know, it's all the same, you know, we're all, we're all the same. And so That's I'm, right. I'm very thankful for the, for the athletes seventies and eighties page and we'll continue to support it in any way I can. So it's, it's great. Well, from a football guy from Macumber to a basketball guy from Whitmer, Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s, Ron Reitenauer. Thanks, brother. This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, athletes of the 70s and 80s.